As we honor the reading of the wonderful word of the Lord. Today we are looking in the book of St. Mark chapter number 5. The book of St. Mark chapter number 5. Going to be reading from the New Living Translation this morning. Going to begin reading with verse number 25. Mark chapter 5 and began reading with verse number 25. The Bible says that a woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She had suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years she had spent everything she had to pay them. She had gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus, so she came up behind him through the crowd and touched his robe. For she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I will be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped and she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and he asked, Who touched my robe? His disciples said to him, Look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask, Who touched me? But he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and told him what she had done. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, your suffering is over. This morning I want to use for my subject, the title of my message today, The Significance of Faith. Father, I thank you today for the Word of God. Father, I thank you that there is power in your word. And God, I pray that today faith will ignite in the heart of your people today. God, I pray that the word of God will build faith in our heart today. And God, I pray today that we will see just how powerful and we will see today the result and the fruit of faith. You're anointing the rest upon us today. All for your glory we ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said praise the Lord. Well, you may be reseated this morning. Did you know that nothing pleases God more than faith? Did you know that? That's calling for a response this morning. Did you know that? Hebrews 11 and 6 says that without faith, it is impossible to please God. Did you hear what the writer of Hebrews said? He he said that without faith, it is absolutely impossible to please God. He goes on to say those who come to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Now in the story that we just read, the woman in this story was rewarded for her faith. I want to call your attention this morning to five things that I see in this story that we just read. The first thing that that I see in the story, it's found in verse number 25, and that is I see the situation. I see the situation. The woman in our text today had a physical problem. That was her particular situation. 
Well, matter of fact, this morning, all of us, all of us have problems. If you're here this morning and you do not have a problem, then that simply means that you have just either just come through a problem or that means that there is a problem waiting on you just ahead. How many of you are encouraged now? But the fact of the matter is, problems are a common occurrence. Now, your problem might be physical or it could be something else. It could be that your problem today is a financial problem. For somebody else, it might be a relationship problem. For somebody else, it might be a spiritual problem. I don't know what your particular situation is today. What I do know is, what I do know is what Jesus did for the woman in our story today. He is ready and he is willing and he is able to do for you. What I do know this morning is, is that, is that what worked for her in her situation will also work for you in your situation. Second thing that I, I find in this account, and that is I find the suffering. And the, and the suffering is found in verse number 26. You see, she not only suffered because of her problem, but also by the hands of those that were supposed to help her. If it were not bad enough to suffer with her physical condition, yet she even suffered more from the hands of those that were supposed to help her. The medicines, the treatments, the remedies that the doctors suggested, not only did they not help her, but the Bible says that they all actually made her worse. Kind of like the commercials on television for the latest wonder drug. And after the glowing report of what this miracle in a pill can do, then they list a dozen possible side effects of the medicine. And, and finally they conclude by, by saying something like, something like this, if you have suicidal thoughts after taking this prescription, call your doctor immediately. What? Suicidal thought, kill myself? I, I came to you with indigestion. <laughs> I came to you with indigestion and what you gave me to cure my indigestion makes me suicidal. No, thanks. I think I'll just keep my indigestion. <laughs> you see, sometimes the people that are supposed to help us, not only do they not help us, they make matters worse. Kind of like the man that was suspended on the bridge with the swirling waters below, threatening to jump and kill himself. One man shows up, he says, somebody needs to do something. And somebody said, you're right, somebody needs to do something. You go do something. And so the man, trembling, crawls out on the top rail of the bridge, out to where the man is. And finally, when he gets to the man, he asks the man, he says, what could possibly be so bad? What could possibly be so uh, terrible in your life that you would think about killing yourself? And after an hour of this man telling him trouble and problem and difficulty after trouble, problem and difficulty, they both jumped. <laughs> Third thing I see is the searching and the searching is found in verses 26 and 27. She had gone through an exhaustive search looking for someone that could help her. 
She tried this doctor and then she tried that doctor. Oh, this doctor referred her to a specialist who, who referred her to another and to another and yet to another. And each time she sees a little ray of hope, but only to be disappointed every single time. The Bible said that she spent every dime that she had and was worse off than ever. I, I don't know this morning, but perhaps this describes you today. You have searched and you have searched and you have searched. You've gone here, you've gone there, you've tried this, you've tried that. And you search oh, for an answer to your problem. And perhaps you too, oh perhaps you too have seen a glimmer of hope here and a ray of hope there. And yet in the end you too have come up empty. You too have progressively gotten I've got some good news for somebody here today. And here's the good news I have for you this morning. And that is man's desperation is God's opportunity. You see, sometimes the only way that man will reach out to God is when reaching out to man has failed him. Sometimes you've got to get to the end of your rope. Sometimes it's only after you've exhausted everything. You've tried this and that and this and something else and gone here and tried this and talked to this one and done that. And sometimes it's only after you've exhausted all of your energy and you've done everything that man can do for you. Only then are you willing to turn to God. Somebody told this woman about Jesus. Verse 27, she had heard. Say heard. She had heard about Jesus. Let me say this again this morning. The greatest form of advertisement is word of mouth. Perhaps a blind man that Jesus healed told her, I was blind and I could not see, but this man named Jesus, he healed me. Surely, surely if he can open my blinded eye, surely he could take care of your need. I don't know, but maybe it was a cripple. A cripple that said, I was crippled. I was lame. I was never able to put the weight of my body on my own feet. I was never able to take myself anywhere. I was always dependent upon somebody else. I was crippled. But I heard about this man Jesus, and this man Jesus spoke to me. And he told me to get up off of my mat and to walk. And listen, if this man Jesus could heal me of being crippled, surely this same Jesus, don't you think, he could help you? I don't know what, I don't know who told her about Jesus. I, I don't know what it is they told her uh, about Jesus. But the Bible says that she heard, she heard about Jesus. Here's my question for you today. Have you told anyone about Jesus lately? Because, see, people are hurting. People are hurting and people are broken and people have problems and people have run out of possibilities. And they're not very far from you. They're just in the office next door or in the desk that sits right next to yours. And people are searching for answers to their questions today. And Jesus is the answer. Oh, they won't listen. Well, they're listening to everybody else because they're going to the shrink and they're going to the doctor and they're trying the pills and they're trying this and that and something else when Jesus is the answer. Have you told anyone the answer to their problem recently? And let me tell you this morning, you do not have to be a pastor. You do not have to be a theologian. 
You don't have to be a Bible scholar. All you have to do is tell them what Jesus has done in your life. That's it. Just tell them what Jesus has done in your life. The fourth thing that I find in this story, and I love this one, and that is the sensitivity. The sensitivity found in verses 30 through 32. The woman in our story today had heard about a miracle worker named Jesus. And she had said to herself, if I can just get get to where this Jesus is, and if I could just get close enough to him that I could just touch the hem of his garment... He doesn't even have to touch me. If only I could touch him, I know I would be healed and I would be well. Well, when she got to where Jesus was, there was a crowd of people that was around Jesus. No doubt there was some pushing them. No doubt there was some shoving. And everyone was trying to get to this miracle worker named Jesus. Some were trying to get to him out of curiosity. Some with their needs. Oh, oh, some looking for something to be able to criticize him for. Oh, the paparazzi of his day no doubt was stalking him. It took some effort for her to get close enough to Jesus. It wasn't an easy task to get close enough to touch him. And she wasn't the only one to touch him that day. Many touched him that day. And yet the touch of this woman was different than the touch of everyone else. Because she touched him in faith. It's interesting to me. Jesus didn't say anything about all of the other touches. There's a multitude there. There are thousands of people There, no doubt there is pushing, there is tugging. No doubt, uh, you know, there's much commotion. Many have touched him, but Jesus didn't say anything about all of the other touches that came from all the other people that touched him. But as soon as this particular woman touched him, Jesus stopped and he turned around to look and he said to the disciples, who touched me? Who pulled on my clothes? And the disciples thought, that's the dumbest question we've ever heard. And they kind of said it that way. Jesus, what are you talking about? Who touched you? Who pulled on your clothes? Look at the crowd. Just look around. Look at the pushing and the shoving. Look at the crowd. These people are going nuts. And you want to know who touched you? Well, it was that one and that one and that one and that one and that. Jesus, everybody is pulling and tugging on you. Everyone is trying to get to you. Many have and many are touching you right now. Jesus said, not everyone is touching me like this one particular touch. Because out of all of the other touches, there is one with a significant difference. Jesus said, somebody here just touched me in faith. 
May I tell you today that faith gets the Lord's attention. Many pulling and tugging on him, many touching him that day. But the moment that this woman touches Jesus, he stops and looks around and says there is something different about this touch because this touch is the touch of faith. Bible says that Jesus felt healing power flow out of him. And this got his attention. And the Bible says that Jesus sought her out until he found her. Verse 32, the Bible says he kept looking around to see who had done it. Wow. Wow, he kept looking around to see who had done it. Oh, listen to me, people. I believe with all of my heart this morning that Jesus is looking around in here today. And I believe that he is looking for somebody here today with faith. The question is, does anyone in here today have any faith? And will anyone in here today go home with the need of your life met? Will anybody here today reach out in faith and touch Jesus? Because I believe this morning, I believe that the power of God is here today. Oh, I believe that miracles are possible right here in this room today. I believe with all my heart that Jesus has shown up here today oh, and that he is willing to release his miraculous power. I believe that Jesus is looking today. He's looking around this congregation today. He's looking around in this room today. And he's looking, and he's looking for somebody that will reach out and touch him with faith today. See, the truth is many will come and go from church today without encountering Jesus. You will sing the songs, you will pray the prayers, you will listen to a sermon, but that's all. That's all that will happen to you today. But that's not all that is available to you today. You can have an encounter with the Lord today. Talking about the sensitivity right now. Jesus, Jesus is sensitive to the touch of faith. Every single Sunday morning, people come in here. And some have an encounter with the Lord. And some just go through a religious exercise. Same songs, same sermon, same service. Some worship with intimacy and listen with intensity, while others worship with insincerity and listen with indifference. It's up to you. Some of our people will get in their cars today and on their way home they'll say something like this. Pastor sure didn't have it today. (laughs) Must have spent his whole week on the golf course this week. Didn't have it today. (laughs) Didn't get nothing out of that. Yeah, they speak poor grammar. Yeah, they do. 
Nothing versus anything. Others will get in their car, and on their way home, they'll say something like this. Wow! Wow! Pastor must have shut himself up with God all week long. Man, he was powerful today. Man, what a powerful word we received. Same sermon. Same servant. Same service. Thousands were probably present that day, recorded in Mark chapter 5, but out of the multitude, only one woman is recognized. Jesus doesn't say anything about anybody else, doesn't say anything about all the other touches, only about this one woman. Out of the entire crowd. You see, faith gets the attention of Jesus. If you want and you need the attention of the Lord today, reach out to Him in faith. And I've got some really, really good news for you today. How many likes really, really good news? The really, really good news that you need to hear today is that you don't have to have perfect faith. Oh, I'd reach out too if I had perfect faith. You don't have to have perfect faith. The man that brought his demon-possessed son to Jesus for deliverance in uh, in Mark chapter 9, Jesus said to him, he said, Sir, if you can believe, anything is possible to him that believes. And what was the man's response? Was it, well, I'm your man. (laughs) I'm loaded with faith. Is that what he said? No, he said, Lord, I believe. Could you help my unbelief? What was he saying? He was saying, I'm I'm desperately trying to believe. But Truth is, I'm struggling with doubt. Did he have perfect faith? Not by a long shot. But he had an honest faith. He had an honest faith. And what happened to his son? Was his son delivered from the demons? Absolutely. Yeah, we need faith, but nobody has perfect faith. That's good news. That's good news. How about in Luke chapter 5 where the disciples were, they, most of them were professional fishermen and how they had fished all night long. Cast those nets, cast those nets, cast those nets all night long. And all they had was empty nets for all their efforts. Not as much as one little perch on the stringer. Nothing. Nada. And Jesus comes along. And he says, hey guys. <laughs> hey, let me give you some advice. <laughs> Can you imagine what they must have been thinking? <laughs> we're not building a house. We're fishing, okay? You're a carpenter. We're fishermen. 
Out of respect, they didn't. Jesus comes along and says to them, Hey, cast your nets on the other side of the boat. Like they hadn't been on both sides of the boat all night long. Cast your nets on the other side of the boat, Jesus said, and you'll catch a multitude of fish. Did the disciples have faith in what Jesus told them to do? You might think I'm tricking you, but the answer is yes. Did the disciples have faith in what Jesus told them to do? Was it perfect faith? No. Lord, they said, we have toiled all night fishing with these nets. But at your word, we will let down the net. Jesus didn't say let down the net. He said cast the nets. Plural. Lord, we, we're tired, we're weary, weary, we're disgusted, we're a little will we too, <laughs> little Emma Fudd there. <laughs> we're tired, we're weary. <laughs> They're thinking we know a lot more about this than you do. But at your word, we'll let down the net. Jesus said, let down your nets, pearl. They said, we only have faith enough to cast one net one time. That's not a lot of faith. We don't have faith to cast the nets. But at your word, we will cast one net one time. Is that what they said? Is that perfect faith? What happened? They caught so many fish in that net that the net began to break. I don't know about you, but that helps me. Ah, oh, you great faith people out there, you're just uh, but it helps me. It, it helps me. It helps me to understand that God doesn't require perfect faith. He doesn't even require a large amount of faith. In fact, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 17 and verse 20, if you have faith even as small as a grain of mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, move from here to there, and it would obey you. Do you know how small a mustard seed is? If you don't, look on the back of your bulletin. That that's taped to the back of your bulletin is a mustard seed. In fact, there's several, right? <laughs> I, I don't know if they put several on there, one forever fa- for the family, or they are so small that they couldn't get one to work. I was going to have one and show you, but I couldn't even hold it in my hand It's so little. That's not a lot of faith. The fifth thing that I find in this story is the significance. And the significance is found in verses 33 and 34. Why was this particular woman singled out? What was the significant difference between her and everybody else? Faith. Faith was the difference. Again, 
Hebrews 11 and 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. And those that come to God must believe that He is and, and that He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. Two things about faith this morning. Two things about her faith. Number one, she had enough faith to dare. She had enough faith to dare. You see, women didn't have any rights in her day. Women were expected to serve the men and keep their mouth shut. Oh, what a day. (laughs) What a day to live. (laughs) Can I come home with someone today? After service. Actually, I want you to know I'm the man of my house and I have the last words in my house. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> women didn't have any rights in her day. Women were expected to serve the men, keep their mouths shut. Women were not allowed to be forward in any way. But this woman had enough faith to dare. She dared the system. She she dared to step out of the box. She dared to push herself past all of the men and get close enough to Jesus to touch Him. Not only did she have enough faith to dare, she had enough faith to declare. In verse 28, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Let me ask you today. If we can get the musicians and singers ready. And I'm early, so they might need a little call. Let me ask you today. Do you have enough faith to dare? Do you have enough faith to declare? Do you have enough faith to declare your healing? Do you have enough faith to declare financial blessing? Do you have enough faith this morning to declare restoration in a relationship? Do you have enough faith today to declare deliverance from an addiction today? Everyone standing with me this morning. I want to close with this, and I'm not done yet, so please pay attention this morning. I want to close with this today. God doesn't always respond to need. He responds to faith. And we're going to join our faith together today. And I believe that God is going to respond. And I believe that many needs are going to be met in here today. See, because I believe that just as Jesus was walking along that day, I believe that Jesus is in this room today. And just as the woman with the 
was the issue of blood touch Jesus and got a response and a healing from Jesus. I, I believe that if you this morning will reach out today in faith and touch Jesus. Oh, some of us, oh, I hate to say it, older people here today. Remember the old song we used to sing, reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. You'll find He's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. He's passing by this moment your need to supply. So reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. I'm going to help you today. Jesus said in Matthew 18 and 19, if any two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they will ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I have asked six couples, three couples in this service, three couples in the later service, but I have asked six couples to fast and pray this week. And I have asked them to join their faith with your faith. It's called praying the prayer of agreement. We just read about it in Matthew 18. I have asked them to fast and to pray, to prepare themselves, and to pray the prayer of agreement with you and to believe God with you for whatever it is that you need God to do for you. Now let me tell you that these are not the only people in our church that know how to pray. What did he didn't call me? Well, you didn't have to fast either this week. Not saying they're the only ones that know how to pray or they're more spiritual than anybody. I just needed three couples and I picked three couples. Isn't it sad you have to cover your bases like that? It's just ridiculous, but I've been around a long time. I'm going to ask these three couples to come right now and stand in the front facing you. I need one on this side, one in the middle, and one on this side. Three couples. Make sure you're as far back as you can so you'll make room for those coming down for you today. We've been talking about the significance of faith. I want to say again this morning that faith gets the attention of God. And I want to say again this morning that God responds to faith. And I want to tell you this morning that faith moves God's hand of provision in your direction. And I want to tell you that if, even if you... Just have the faith the size of a mustard seed. And by the way, a mustard seed has been provided to you on the back of your bulletin as a reminder. I want you to take that mustard seed home with you today. And when you are tempted to doubt, I want you to pull out that tiny mustard seed. And I want you to look at that little tiny mustard seed. And I want you to tell yourself, self, self, surely you've got this much faith. I'm 
going to open it up this morning if you need God to do something in your life today and don't stand there I need you to get here and I need you to come in faith this morning it doesn't matter who you stand in front of this morning just find somebody and get in front of them and ask them ask them to pray in prayer with you in faith if you can it will be better if possible for you to share with them what it is you need so they know what to pray for and they will pray in agreements and Jesus said that if any two will agree as touching anything if any two will agree in prayer and will believe God that God will hear and God will answer amen I believe that there's faith in this room today and I believe that God is going to respond to the faith of his people today the 